2: Crunchy gears the rally podcast season two episode seven connor we're at that time of the week again
3: we are indeed kevin and, and and another busy crazy episode
2: yeah oh i don't know where we're going to end with this uh before we do anything uh can you please like share subscribe all those things makes a huge difference yes i've been watching and the, uh, the numbers every week are blowing us away It's going up, up up and away so i'd like to thank each and every one of you or, you know, we've had a few specials already from the start of the year. I'd like to thank again those, you know, those guests. The, you know, the Nesbitt one there we the weekend. It's just, again, <laughs> unbelievable. Appreciate, you know, the guests and everybody listening and watching too. Um, Connor, I don't know <laughs> where, you know, words are all coming from, but it's gratefully appreciated, isn't it?
3: Oh, it is. It's like, honestly, a fantastic response, blowing us away, way, way beyond our expectations or yeah. what we thought. And, you know, again, it just shows you there is a fascination and a strong interest for the stories, you know, the behind the scenes, all the 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 bits that, that yeah that people can say maybe now after a couple of years removed from some of the great competitions, we get a great insight into it. So it's fantastic that that you know that the crews are taking their time to sit down and chat with us and share their stories and and now sharing their onboards with us as well for sure for sure
2: and the, you know <laughs> we know it's not us you're listening to you know? <laughs> you're here to hear the stories so you know this weekend or this, in this episode here we're going to speak with Callum Devine who won uh, the Midland Moto at the weekend uh also we'll speak to as Matt Edwards and Dave Moinan who finished second but more importantly for them it was getting a rally under the belt after the way Donegal finished uh and that's a, that's a fascinating conversation we also speak to the top two modified guys they're on together gary kiernan and uh, mark alcorn so you know uh, it's good fun there you know we better needling each other <laughs> and then to help us celebrate uh international Women's motorsport week we have is hannah Davidson, who won the snowman rally in scotland the weekend co-driving for jock armstrong and then uh, closer to home we have noelle horn as well and Noelle is part of the Motorsport Ireland and she'll tell her own story a wee bit later about that whole thing. And then finally to finish it off, uh, Faf is on this weekend and ERC, you know, we know about the great Irish contingent over there. So we caught up with John Armstrong and hear about his story before he competes now at the weekend, but Connor um the
3: weekend, a uh, cracking rally absolutely great 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 event well run um got good weather for it as well which is which is always a some of it. <laughs> well yeah for, well for most of it anyway um and lovely to see Matt Edwards and, and David Moynihan back after Johnny Gall you know and, and a good strong performance from them as well and then again lovely to see Callum Devine back on it again that was yeah. a fantastic drive and you know, just that he's had a good, strong, clean run with no niggly technical issues or anything lovely to see.
2: Yeah, for sure, for sure. And, like you know, I think it, it's
3: reinvigorated the turnpike
2: Championship now. You know, Callum's back to his best. You know, Josh wasn't too far away. Like, at West Cork next weekend's looking fantastic. You know, we'll have Marianne back again, and, uh, Catherine McCourt, Desi Henry, you know, New car but I suppose we're going to be talking more about that next weekend, or next week's episode. But um, yeah, like uh, every all the competitors I spoke to, they're all raved about how good the stages were. The organisation, every stage run on time, good stages, real challenge in them, fast but yeah, but technical at the same time. So you know, you know, the, the, the event itself was so well uh, received. So that's great to see. Um, But I think, you know, as I say, you're not here to hear us. (laughs) Uh, First of all, you know, catch up with Callum and then that'll run into Matt and Dave. But I started off by asking Callum, was it good to get the one?
4: Aye, I would say so. It definitely was good to get the lift again after Galway. Um, Aye, as I say, Galway kind of got the head down a wee bit after it, you know, and stuff because, yeah, we had so many issues with uh, with the car stuff, with the fuel and uh, the coils and stuff and... uh, yeah, we were kind of sort of like it was a bit of an annoyance, like, because we couldn't get to the bottom of it at the time, you know. And then, um, yeah, we kind of got to the bottom of it after the rally, you know. And, um, yeah, um, and thankfully the boys have put in a great effort there th- th- this last two weeks or so after Galway. And, um, yeah, thankfully yesterday, you know, uh, I was able to do my part and show that the car was quick enough rather than trying to say that, uh, yeah. I'm just not fast enough. I, I <laughs>
2: so. <laughs> you have a great team there behind you, you know, and this is not like a, you know, it's, it's not like a, how would you say that? You know, it's not dedicated mechanics that's working twenty four seven in the car. This is just a, you know a group of friends and boys that want you to do well that are there whenever you need them.
4: Hi, it's hi. It is. It is like that. Hey, funny like Morris there. He's he's he's, he's a mechanic and me. He's I used to go down the back of the van. With him whenever my dad was rallying, like you know what I mean. So that's how long Morris has been there. He's been there since I was racing when I do when I was 12, 13 in the Micro. Like, and like I always say it's Morris been there a long time. Um, so uh, yeah, it's great to have all them boys there and they know me out and they know, know what I want and etc. So yeah, it's good, and like my mate Warren there, uh, he's he's on board, and he's good, good mechanic, and, and Dermot as well. And you know, we have the likes of Nile there as well, given his professional input, input too. You know, it keeps us all right too. So, mm-hmm. it's a great team, and everybody everybody pulls together. And hey, it's a bit of crack, and uh, yeah. But as I say, they put a good, a big sacrifice in the evenings when they come home from work too, like to get this. Yeah, to try and make sure that I get the best result, and yeah, as I say, at the weekend, like it. Uh, I'm glad am glad for glad to get a result obviously for myself but also for them, because, like, yeah, they can get their heads down too, thinking what's 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 the problem, like, do you know what I mean? So aye. No,
2: you, aye, you know they've got your bike and they then you know, you know, and they know you've got your, their bike as well too, and everybody's working to the common good. And then, you know, that all come together yesterday. Like, you know, do you be nervous then starting out yesterday morning, like just and still in the back of your head, you know, you are confident this is sorted. Of, but you just want to see the stage times just to be sure everyone's as, as you want it?
4: <laughs> yes. Aye, uh,
2: probably I.
4: I probably wanted to see maybe, right, there's no more excuses now. Uh, <laughs> you know, thinking, well, no more excuses. What would I come round to say to Kelly at the end of the stage? Aye, you're, you're still about five, six seconds off, Kellen, what's the problem now? Uh, I don't know, Kellen's just completely useless, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, no, thankfully it was it was good to get to the end of the first stage and as, as and we were fastest like and you know, we don't did, we didn't go mad, we just got ourselves into a nice rhythm that we were we we knew we were capable of doing anyway and as Kelly says, you're you're quickest in the first one. So that was a good boost. It was a good boost and it was probably a good boost for the boys on watching on. He says, Yeah, we just puck off and we kept pushing on and obviously the pace wasn't it wasn't as simple as that. Like the Matt was going hard, the two Moffats were going hard, it was uh, up and talked like but as I say we, we were leading from start to finish, you know, it was uh yeah, it was it was it was happy now with the performance and uh as I say the guys have be happy too like the car's home there now in the shed and there's no you know get her ready now and do the, the normal tweaks mm-hmm. rather than a big list of saying what do we do now to get her ready, you know, so for, mm-hmm. for two weeks time. So yeah. yeah it's all good. It's
2: good. Yeah. And the great thing, you know, of, as yesterday been a like sort of an extended test. You had dry conditions and then you had dump conditions, and like now it got dump, it got very greasy. So like, you know, you got a real good mix of, of conditions here yesterday as well.
4: Yeah, definitely, it was a complete just just changed the rally completely on its head. You know, as I say, it was uh, yeah. We were the middle of the loop, but was it was the grip was so high down there, um, and it was the speed was fantastic. Like it was really really committed stuff, and then it just you know the rain came down, and most of us were all we're not all in full of wet tires, like as I say, so it was just a, a changed the rally in its head, and there's a lot of shiny tarmac and stuff. Just changed it, like so. It was good, but as I say, like uh, I went to Mid- I went to the Midlands, obviously, to try and iron out the wee issues we had in Go Gal- in Galway and try and make sure they were they were cleared up before we went to West Cork. Mm-hmm. And uh, look, it was a perfect test. Like it was a fantastic test. Like it was fast, committed, probably like it's going to be in West Cork. Stages were good. We got dry. We got dusty in the morning. And we got rain in the afternoon. It was it was a perfect test to be honest and. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and and the competition was top class, like um, as you get anywhere.
2: Yeah, I think you know you had the two mufos. You say uh, you know Matt Edwards, like all you know all the guys by two or three that's going to be in West Cork. So like it, it's a real test of the of the pace.
4: Yeah, definitely, and uh, yeah, definitely. Fair play to the national championship too. I got some entry, like it was it was crazy. Like and I think they had some reserves. So yeah, the pace was great, and uh, yeah, that we're looking forward now to West Cork. Hopefully, we can. Uh, Push on now and keep that pace, like and be in the mix again, you know.
2: Mm-hmm. I can think, you know, we all know how good a rally West Cork is. You know, it's probably arguably some of the best stages in the country, and you know, without a doubt, up there in the top two or three of the best rallies in the country. Is it an event you look forward to?
4: It is indeed. Hey, I, I do love West Cork. It's as I say, it's uh, been my top one, well, some of my top events, you know, so it will be. Um, it's one I look forward to. It's uh, great stages, obviously, like a classic rings, ring and stuff, and uh. Yeah, and it's, it's very, um, I always enjoy going down, you know, they're, they're very accommodating, you know, all the locals down there, as I say, um, as I say, even when we were getting our tight for accommodation, they always manage to get somebody from, somebody in the rally community or somebody to get you get you get you accommodation, which is great, like, and it's, uh, no, I always enjoy going down, here and fair, and all the boys enjoy going down too, and probably the falls on to St. Patrick's weekend too, like, it kind of helps, doesn't it, gets a, good, <laughs> be a bit of a buzz around the place yeah. for them boys, so, that's good, no,
2: I, I enjoy going down, looking forward to it too. Yeah, and like you know that team you talk about, like you have Neil McShay there in hand. You know, a former world champion. Like, it, it must be great to have somebody like him in your corner as well. It's just sometimes, you know, something you're just not hundred percent sure of. To go and ask somebody like like, like Neil McShay, that as I think, a, has to be a massive boost to anyone. Ah, oh, sure, that's that's, that's he, he couldn't buy it. Like to be honest, like you
4: know, he's uh, yeah, he's been about a long time. To be fair, always, always, always there, meant to me or any question I have, and like as I say like I come in there and I'm obviously some things are not uh, great explaining you know um and like I can explain it to him and he, he he gets me now at this point and he knows what i'm I want as a driver mm. so he can relate it a lot better and he works with the boys and he's very hands-on he's very mechanical himself too which is another another bonus to the whole thing so uh yeah and uh sure, the experience that man has it's, it's it's
0: it's uh yeah
4: fantastic like and it's that's great that's uh, great now. um i really appreciate to the have there you know
0: um. Yeah. Definitely. There's. There's no two ways about it. That was certainly something. You know, we needed to do from a from a personal point of view, as much as there was a another aden- agenda for for Keith and the Lions Group to to put you know put a decent performance together for the car. There was there was definitely a, you know an under underlying sort of personal factor for myself and Dave to to put to rest. That's for sure. So you know, it was um, for me. There was a very clear plan for the day, and it was good to be able to you know execute that. Pretty much exactly apart from one little from one little brain phase spin that I had on the first stage of this the last loop. But apart from that it was really good.
2: Yeah. And like Dave, from your point of view, I seen the photo you put up on social media last week, you know, the your watch was still set on stage sixteen from you know, bite in gym. Uh to get back into a rally car and you know, to do what you have done yesterday, like do you do you be nervous before the start or do you have to just block all that out and just I'm here to do the job? Yeah, you're
1: always nervous. I think you're always nervous, Kevin. You know, it's, um. I think it's part and parcel of rallying. No matter how much how much you do, but the more you do, probably the less nervous you'd be. Um, and I had a right sabbatical before Donegal last year, and then get back in yesterday. It was. You said the question mark. is I think the the more the more events you do, the more comfortable you are with the timing and the delivery and notes. Um. So that was my biggest concern yesterday. You you obviously have the underlying question mark. You. When you sit in the seat again, is it going to trigger a pain somewhere that you haven't felt in normal day life? When you get back in the seat, and unfortunately, I didn't get the opportunity to go to the test. Matt it was just too busy at work, um, so that question still remained un- unanswered before yesterday. But now here, here, any chance you get an opportunity to sit in that man there, you, you don't turn it down, no matter how, how how ill or how sore you be, you take the opportunity by the scruff of the neck and and go with it. Yeah,
2: and I would say like within ten seconds of you know getting the green light at the start of the first stage, that was just like getting, you know getting back to you know, on a
1: Sunday morning in Donegal again. It was just natural. Yeah, Matt says, him you pull third gear, you forget those things, so <laughs> it wasn't far wrong.
0: <laughs> and the... I've just actually, um, I've just actually explained, I've, I've managed to sort of put into words or into into text earlier to a, a, the, the the chap I worked with in Barbados, how how it actually felt to to kind of let a, a process take control and it's like getting on a train and going into a tunnel so you can't stop it and you can't get off <laughs> you kind of you kind of once you know the lights go on and I've got a like a very disciplined procedure for the launch and you and to go through that process it almost just sets you off down that that pass that sort of the, that tunnel and it does just feel like you're not getting off you just go through the motions and that kind of I think what helped me certainly going into the, the, the stages was to have that process to just as soon as you lock into that, everything else just disappears and, and it's it's quite quite helpful and I, I certainly you know went back to that sort of idea yeah. quite quickly and that probably helped help the the rhythm in the first stage because all that was familiar and it just takes you back to a, a mindset that you adapt as soon as you, you see the green light.
2: Yeah, because like uh, we had talked before, you have to lock everything else out that's going on before. Whenever you're sitting on that start line, it's full focus on what's going on. And as you say, you have the process, you have the tools to make you concentrate fully on what's in front of you at that moment.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's you know, It starts at fifteen. There's you know there's something that happens at fifteen. <laughs> something that happens at ten, seven. seven. <laughs> yeah, and it, it just happens eight. the
1: same. Don't don't go, don't say nine or eight. Go ten and then seven. <laughs> he's right, yo. Know, once you know, those things, those things are that's your targeting. So you pulled it forward to the line, Seven. You know, he reaches the handbrake. He hits the launch button. You know, throttle's initiated, the and then the system just it just you kind of you kind of fall into automatic mode. Um, mm-hmm. from there on, I think.
0: Yeah,
1: but, 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 and then uh, just try like, and keep up with him. Yeah,
2: but isn't that amazing? Like that, that process, and like the, you've only sat with him in one rally, but you you now know all those little ticks that make him work, and like that is I think uh, how quickly that relationship has developed.
1: I think that's hey, part, part of kind of navigating, or you know, I think that's the biggest task of you know recce with someone for the first time. You know, it's trying to get into their brain to understand what they're seeing when they call that note, because if you can't understand why they're calling that note. You, you you'd never get the time right to deliver it if that makes sense. And I was asking questions to somebody else. But Matt system system's quite complex in that he probably has more notes than most people to deliver because there's nothing left unanswered. Everything that has to be delivered, everything's on the page. Um. So you know, in that respect, there's quite a bit to it. But no, it's it's. I think you have to inside someone's head to understand why why he's calling that note that and what, what it's telling him. But you know, I've heard Matt explain. you know for him it's painting a picture. You know, he, he hears the note and every note, you know, every sequence of of a corner would be different. I mean, no two corners are really the same. There'll be something on the entry or the exit or the surface or the or the angle or the or the entry um positioning the car, which is unique. And to, to Matt, I suppose he just paints a picture, he can then visualize where he is at all times, nearly. I think my- I hope- I'd, like
0: to, th- I'd <laughs> like to think it doesn't give you it's more of a it's a running commentary rather than lots to say for each corner, isn't it? I think it's probably the the best way of of you never you never stop talking, but you never rushed because I don't I don't like the rushed sound in the car that 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 messes me up and you know I fair fair play to Dave yesterday again because he he didn't miss a note there was no you know he knows I don't like a repeat as well so there was I don't think we had one repeat all day um, you dare not repeat. You know, <laughs> you dare not repeat. Yeah, I um,
2: think you you right. need that calmness in the car to to bring out the best
0: in you as well. Yeah, I, th- I think you know. Th- I said I think I said at the stage end with Killian, um, it's very rare that you actually pull off a first stage in the manner that you dreamt it. If that makes sense. Okay. And I think yesterday was one of the rare times. I did do everything I dreamt because again all I really had to to rely on was that process and that thought process that I'd had in my mind for each corner and I just made myself do it.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I didn't try anything outside of that because I didn't have the scope to I didn't have the the seat time to fall back on that I might try a bit of this or a handbrake there and you know just kept it as simple as I could because you know that's all I had, my brain would would cope with because everything all of a sudden starts happening a lot quicker than you remember. And, you know, it's like the, the speed those things go down the lanes, it it, it does take some some getting your head round. even, you know, after the amount I've been down there. And, you know, I found even, even like, say, eight, nine months out since Donegal, and it was a further four or five before that. But even on the recce, you're looking at the road and you're going, it's got to go up there, down there, over that bump, turn left there, this, that, and the other. And you think oh, I'm going to have to back off a little bit for this because you're asking four or five things of the car at once. But you go at it over on, on the rally, and it, it just does it. And you think, well, these things are just bonkers. It, it should be throwing it off the road, yeah. but it just does it. And I think you know that when you're when you're in the cars all the time, you, you grew accustomed to that ability of the car. And it, it did take me a while to you know, build that little bit of trust in. And I was thinking what I was doing with my feet and my hands, which I don't normally do because it's it's that it's that natural when you you know in the car a fair bit. So I think that's why I I probably had a plan of a limit I was going to get to and not do any more because if you're trying to still think of those things at that speed, that's when you get caught out. So like, we were quite that, happy where that, we were at.
2: That you know it must be almost enlightening to see you know how good these cars are because probably if now you're doing week in week out events. You don't really appreciate just you know how how well developed these cars are. To see it from that wee sort of s- a slight step back, it just yeah. it must blow your mind that the, the capabilities
0: of the car below you. Oh, it, it does, and it, it is hard to explain. You know, for the for people watching, it's it's hard to explain how quick things are going by, and you know the bumps and the jumps and the cornering speeds are just are just phenomenal and you know everybody you know i get the the, the question of oh, which cars are best and it's like you try getting anywhere near the best out of any of them it's it's a it's a hell of a limit that you're trying to reach before you start finding the differences between the cars and so when you're strapped in it you're thinking how can anything go down here any better you know it's yeah. <laughs> it's, it's i mean dave had probably you know dave hadn't done a bit for a while before Donegal and then into into this one again and it's um, it's probably more shocking to him because I'm I'm in them day in, day out, yeah. you know, in the other seat coaching, and you're you, you left surprised even at that point. So getting in after so long again must be fairly apt.
1: <laughs> yeah, but they're continuously evolving, is the biggest thing. You know, even like you, know, like that, like I was always saying, I said before Donegal or at Donegal, you know, I always thought I would have had a good enough feeling within a car to, to understand you know, when you're over the limit or. This isn't going to get stopped here or this way, a moment or so on, and so on. But like Donegal on a Saturday, Friday, you kind of put it to one side because you've been out of the car for so long, you didn't expect to have that feeling in the car. But come Saturday, you thought you would have, or I thought I had, but still, there's places where I thought we're not going to get stopped here or get slowed enough. And then Matt would just release the brake and, and attack the corner. And it's like, it's like, yo, it's mind blowing. Places, yo, in out, especially, you yo, in that stage in the middle loop on Saturday, and you know a place I thought this isn't going to work. And all of a sudden, it's like, did work and it's working more and more and more and then you come accustomed to it. when you get back into the car again yesterday different car different characteristics but it still does all the things that that it's supposed to do and more
2: mm-hmm. i think that's all coming up through the seat of your pants basically too as well too you know like that must be such a a a, a weird sensation that you know your brain saying this is not working but you know it, it, it is working you know like and at those speeds, you haven't
1: even really time to think about it at all. You just have to keep doing it. Yeah, not totally. And then yesterday, especially there's one section yesterday on I think it was the 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 third stage of the loop. And it literally was like, I don't know what distance, but it felt like two or three kilometres. It was literally a race from between me and him to get to the thousand straight. It really was one of my yo I don't, yeah. don't deny it tonight, you know. It was this it was this continuous head down and you're you're trusting that the distance isn't a speed that you're Timing is, is some way right that you're going to get to that thousand straight before he does. Because you know, the, it's, it's yes, the rally yesterday was very, very high speed, but it was high speed technical. So there's, there's a lot of notes in it at the same time. It's not like, yes, you had that thousand straight. But it was the only straight that length in the rally. Um, everything else it was 300 or 250 was the longest straight we had. But it was that section before that was like it, it was a, a battle to deliver everything before you got to that, that straight. Um, but and still trying to deliver it, you know, in the order it needs to come in you know in a fashion he can process it mm-hmm. but um, here it's it's unbelievable the way the, the way the cars have evolved um over time and they're continuously evolving you know they, they haven't stopped you know mm-hmm. and you hear the same thing you keep know, messaging you know, that you hear somebody's change from one car to another and then there's a whole shock yesterday that the forward which is deemed to be the weakest part of the of the equation in rally two guys minutes it's out the window and all of a sudden yesterday it's like Maybe it's not out the window. You, how, how is he doing this results in his car? Mm-hmm. But I, I think, like Matt said, you know, it's very true that if you can drive any of those cars to the limited ability, that you're not you're not far away from the the top of the sheets. Mm-hmm. I think Definitely. Matt, you have done
2: it again yesterday. You know, you done the same. Done a a limited test beforehand. You get in and you're able to set that pace. Like you were there yesterday. You know, to help the, 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 develop the car for Keith. Like to do that. You know, we know the skill you have, but like, did you even envisage that you would be able to push the car to that to that extreme yesterday?
0: For me to say I pushed it to the extreme, probably isn't accurate because I didn't feel we didn't have a single moment anywhere there was there was nowhere that it. I mean, once or twice in the wet, it had that little chatter under braking, but I mean that's to be expected when you're on completely the wrong tyre, <laughs> Um but. I think I think a lot there was a lot of self doubt you know I'm not I'm not gonna kid that there was I was convinced that I was gonna do that time's gone by when I've you know gone into a tough event, there's always the self doubt but it's always been all right you know I've always been where I'd hoped to be um and the longer you're out the car, particularly after the last time you were in the car i mean okay, I did a few events in the the historic Fiat, you know, which was forestry, which is arguably a lot lower speed and there's, you know, a lot more time to process stuff. And, you know, that, I don't think that quite gave me the same level of confidence back that it it would have done going straight back down the lanes and, you know, on tarmac. But, you know, the longer you're out the car, the longer the doubt, you know, consumes you, if you like. Um, You know, you see everybody else. I'm, I'm obviously still going to all the Irish events with Pirelli and, you see the times you see the pace and you think i've got to jump back into that and it's expected of me and i expect to be somewhere near mm-hmm. um and the, the funny thing is i know killian's a big part of of these events now and the stage end but i remember coming up to the stop line and thinking right killian better have some good news for me here <laughs> <laughs> You know, it, it is, you know, you're waiting for that time, and, and because that's all it that matters at the end yeah. of the day, it is that time that you're looking for. And yeah. you know, you, you tell, tell him, I mean, regardless of what had happened with the cars behind, the fact that we were faster than the two in front, yeah, that was like, right to you at that moment, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, everything's working, you know, the car's obviously okay, I'm okay, Dave's okay, he's not in pain or anything <laughs> like that you know it
2: was always
0: it was always a possibility because he yeah. hadn't it hadn't even strapped a set of belts on since <laughs> which was fairly foolish on be if you ask me <laughs> but he wasn't bothered i think he was getting in i think he was getting in whatever the situation but um you know i think it, better was believe a, <laughs> a, uh, it was just a bit of relief uh, and you obviously you, you have that That little moment of, right, okay, that felt absolutely fine. There was no drama, no nothing, no risk. Mm -hmm. Everything went as I planned in my head and the time somewhere near, you know, even if, you know, Callum took a couple, but, you know, first stage in a car, first competitive time in a, in a Fiesta on tarmac. Mm -hmm. Um, So just to put all that together, again, big part of it is the preparation for me and, you know trusting what you've done with the notes and you know that we did like probably 40 maybe 40 50k of that test the week before and you know that felt good straight away and you know it's i think it's just like an ingrained i keep saying the word process but that's all you can refer to it as it's I mean, just very ingrained in me and that's i just take that everywhere I go and apply it i think that's just why it works everywhere and what i teach is is not car specific it's not event specific it's not surface specific it's just what process, i believe works uh, yeah. it just what i believe works to get a car from a to b as fast as you can and mm-hmm. if i don't preach it then i've got nothing have i so i just went back to that and mm-hmm. got on the train and didn't get off <laughs> but like
2: you know the train yesterday uh the you know the best of the best there you know you had Callum Devine, the two moffats you know all guys that if you want to go and compete anywhere in Ireland, they're the benchmark and they you could have went to some you know easier event to bed yourself in but I suppose well, that was the plan kevin you can go suffer you know and, and get you know and, and get the confidence back but you
1: don't they really weren't easy. all supposed to turn up <laughs> <laughs> that's very unfair of them that's why you picked a national event and the time my like championship One. <laughs> uh it's
0: true it's true though you know it wasn't it wasn't you know Keith rang me on the Monday after Galway, and I, you know, I was just in the kitchen pottering about, and it's like I just said yes straight away, and I, I put the phone down. And I thought, "Oh, what have I just done there?" I, I kind of, I kind of wasn't, I wasn't prepared for the phone call. Like, you know, I've spoken to Keith a few times and his and his father, and you know, there there wasn't a relationship there that would generate that phone call <laughs> initially. You know, that 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 was one surprise and then the second surprise was um you know do you want to do the rally and you know it was completely independent it was his idea um and i just said yeah and, and off we went yeah. fantastic you
2: know and like, to, for somebody like dave for somebody like keith to put the trust in the two years to step into their car like, that's a huge thing for anyone isn't it hey um it could
1: probably be understandable before last june Mm -hmm. considering Matt had never crashed a rally at that point, (laughs) but after the mess with that Darren gashes Karen, um, it was a bigger chance to take, I suppose, Um, but no, here, um, I would no, Keith Lyons, I had no part to play in the whole equation, none whatsoever, it was totally, I was shocked because Matt was actually about to leave, I think, on the Sunday of Galway, and um, my father was holding him and Jonathan back from getting away to introduce them to Ken Lyons, not with any indication of this ever going to happen. And then Matt rang me and said, uh, Keith Lyons asked me to go and do a test in his car. Right, OK. Uh, and then do the Midland Rally. Right, OK. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I didn't know where it was all going. So, But now here, the Lyons family, you know, we all know the, pe- the people they are. You know? you know, My father navigated for Ken back in the late 80s, early 90s. Um, you know, it's a family, who, I'd say as rich in, in rallying history as any family in Irish rallying. Um, you know, they have the, the... It's it's in them, you know, completely. Ken took a sabbatical, came back with the Mark II Escort, still enjoys it. I'd say after yesterday's there's a hunger for a four-wheel drive car to try it to see what it's like. um, But no, here, it's a credit to Keith. And you, it just shows the trust that people have in, in Matt Edwards, you know. And in, in like he says, you know, people see that he practices what he preaches and I think that's what delivers... You know the the caliber of driver and the the trust level people have in him. You know, if, if you want to trust someone to tell you how to drive a car, there's no reason not to trust that person to drive your rally car. Yeah. If that makes sense. Okay. Um. So not not many would do it, and not many would take the cost of it on their shoulders. And that's that's something you have to say. your know, hats off to Keith. And you, know, I messed him last night, and I'm sure Matt has spoke to him more times since. But you know, it's I I'm forever grateful for it because at least it, it's like I said, it's put those demons done. He go to bed. Mm-hmm. you know you can you can now look towards wanting to do something again or knowing if an opportunity comes to do something again you're not going to have that doubt or that question mark over over anything really you also no, it was it was a credit to that family sure, totally sure.
2: and like matt you know you said earlier this was keith lyons arranged this this wasn't you know any team where I didn't come to you this was a you know a personal a, a guy coming to you and you know can you help me set up my car really
0: yeah. Yeah. Effectively. Yeah. And I think his words are basically, I haven't got the time to go and do five rallies in it to work it out for myself. Um, you jump in it, set it up to how you want, and I'll, I'll kind of learn it, learn to make it work. Cause mm-hmm. I mean, typically I'd, I'd jump in with somebody and we do a test to make a setup work for them. But I think Keith wants to learn a setup that
5: works, works, you know, mm-hmm, definitely
0: mm-hmm, works. Mm-hmm. And his, his mental mentality was, this was the way to do it and although it's not the way I normally would do it I didn't disagree and I <laughs> took the chance yeah. <laughs> um but yeah it, again it, I just it, it, it's a it's a remarkable little story really that evolved in in two weeks if if that and you know I, I was you know I was very busy the week before and you know I've done I think I've been back on the ferry three times in the last 10 days. So it's, uh, it's been, you know, busy and you know, lots of things to work around. And, but, you know, I wanted to do it. Uh, you know, if you've got to take these chances when they come and make it work somehow. It's, you know, there's, there's very few opportunities out there. And, you know, from a, from a uh, commercial point of view, for me, it's, it's, you know, it's got value as well, you know, to, to jump in and do something like that. And, Help Keith as a as a you know future customer and obviously there's a link with M Sport there that you know may or may not develop from here but you know it, it's it's just good to be good to be have uh, done an event again and to have felt comfortable throughout you know even when the rain came it's like well yeah I'll just go and soften the car off a bit and do my thing and you just go from there and uh, it it didn't really the rain didn't have the effect on me that I thought it might do in my head because even though Donegal was was a you know an accident in the dry there was obviously various reasons that it that it happened and mm-hmm. i was i was content that that there was nothing particularly out of my control that could go wrong in the wet so mm-hmm. i was i was happy where we were even though we were on you know on the wrong tire. yeah and the you know the one
2: thing that yesterday is probably the, the issue it's going to create is the hunger for more
0: <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's for sure um it's it, i think it's always nice to be hungry for something i think that's what that's what probably has given me the drive that i've always had is i'm hungry because i i've not quite got all i want if if you've got it there and it's and it's easy then it's it's more difficult to push because there's there's not the incentive or you know i had to make something work yesterday to give me some platform to do more in the future you know it, it was a bit of a a bit of a risk from that point of view that if we were, you know, ninth or 10th, then that's, that's not really good leverage to go forward for anything. So it, it was, it wasn't just to turn up and drive the car. Yeah. It's okay. Hand it back. It was right. We've got to maximize this not by taking chances on the stages, but you know, doing, that, doing it how I feel is best with the process and the preparation and everything and, and get a result that, that justifies, you know, trying to go forward again and find a budget and you know whether it's Donegal or whatever it is, yeah. you know, I'm just out there to try and stay current and st- still go rallying because it's it's what I love doing and it's it's what the business that I've got as a result of it is all about. Um yeah, it's it's it just keeps me in I don't really feel I got I ever do a day's work.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and and so, Dave uh, from from your point of view, Dave, I would say like, you know, you talked about that the nerves and all before. I would say if the phone rang tomorrow morning and said there was a, a drive there for later in the year, you wouldn't have to think twice about it.
1: Like I said, Kevin, I am sure you go around that man there. You don't turn it down, no matter what it's in. So not here. There's no secret. There's, there's unfinished business in Donegal. Not, 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 the, not the window. Donegal's event where it's where everything builds for an Irish rally. It's, it's, the, it's the top of the pile. Yo. It's where everyone gears towards Donegal in June. And don't get me wrong, when you see the route that's been released day by day from Killarney, you know, it's nearly as enticing to, you'd love to be going to Killarney head down Cod's head our groom, Healy past those stages, you know, but here unfortunately, it's like we, me and Matt have had this discussion and more than one time, but you, you've gone home from yesterday now with, with a double whammy you're motivated to do so much and want to do so much, but you're frustrated because there's no access to the budget to go and do what you want to do um, it's not even worse from my point because I've not had I've done a lot of rallies. You have over I don't know, I've over two hundred and fifty events done in total, but I haven't got many victories, you know, or or titles to hold my name against it. Matt has multiple rally wins and three British titles. Um, but at the same time, you know, I've won in Killarney. I'd love to win Killarney again. I'd love to win Donegal, You've know, done it six or seven times, but and I, you have know, a great seat, So you've know, sat with Kevin Lynch or Garrett Jones or you know, I've listened to your other podcast with um Andrew Nesbitt and you hear you know, how competitive Garrett Jones was back in 06 yeah. and to go back there in 07 with Kevin Lynch and 08 with Chris Meek. You know, they were fantastic times. And then to go last year and, you know, again, it was all through together last minute with no preparation, but still to, you know, finish the first day within touching distance of of, of Callum and, and being right in the mix with Alistair and the two Moffats and all those people, you know, it's here, it's, 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 all, it's all I eat, sleep and drink is rallying. You know, yes, I work in this office and, um, I, I deal with customers day by day, but you still don't want to compete. You know, you want to be at the thick end of it. There's um, nothing gives you the same adrenaline, the same feeling as that. There, nothing.
2: So I appreciate the boys there taking the time and like to hear Dave Martin speak. The passion that he speaks about getting into a rally car, you know, just ah, uh, just wants you want to want to can jump into a car, you know. <laughs> no, that would be a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, also got a chance to catch up with uh, Gary Cairn and Mark Alcorn, you know, first and second in the Modified at the weekend. And like the times these guys were setting, and some of the other Modified guys as well were setting over the weekend, that's 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 fantastic, it really is. But anyway, started out by asking Gary, was it good to get the one at the weekend?
6: Yeah, surprisingly very good. Like We had an a lot of issues with the car during the week to try and get sorted and get ready on time. To be quite honest, I thought our pace wasn't going to be there. I started half using it as a warm-up. I was hoping by Sunday evening to be on the pace. When we came come out of the blocks as quick as we did, uh, I said I didn't want to let that go, so I kept the push on the whole way through. And Mark was leading most of the way through, and then with the rain came, we just got a bit of a jump on him on stage seven, and he had one or two small mistakes, which let it slip on stage eight. Now, if we had to get through nine it's hard to know i could have went either way
7: yeah
2: and like mark from your point of view you know you have to be happy with the pace that you showed at the weekend like that it was the two years uh where it was like unbelievable the times that were being set yes were like in the top five six overall and against a, a quality r5 field Aye, the pace the
8: pace was the pace was very good. The pace was still coming from Galway there, my pace. I know it would have been uh around that. Wee bit nervous in the first three stages. I was a wee bit slow on them there once. but uh I didn't expect Gary you now to have the that kind of pace after the kind of handlings he had in Galway, like you know, so uh he stepped up he stepped right up to the mark there. And, you know, there he's on the same like I was uh, me and Kevin was on the same kind of pace and I just didn't think Kevin or Gary would have been jumped up to there now because he's kind of a slow starter but I knew he'd be up there you know after the second or third stage but he was just off off from the very go so mm-hmm. it was uh it was it was an enjoyable pace now. It was uh it's a it's sni- nicer at that pace than you know, when there's if you're up there and you're on, it's no good. Uh if you have a battle, I think the battle brings the best out of you, you know. That's the
2: yeah. kind of the good thing of it. Yeah. And like Gary, you'd even admit yourself you've always been kind of like slow out the blocks within the first stage. Is that something you've worked on to sort of to try and get get over that hump?
6: No, well sometimes I'm well, most of the time I'm slow out of blocks. I don't know if it's more a cautious side of things. Generally I don't put much marks on the car i touch wood for that one. The <laughs> one <then>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last, but generally I'm a bit cautious to start and then I get going and work from there. But I'd prob- probably put that out the window because I hadn't really got time to think about the rally now much over the week and I had no expectation going down. Usually when you build yourself up with expectation and then you're a bit nervous and stuff like that, even with all the rallying that's been done, you still have the nerves. So you just not try and overdo it on the first one and get your rhythm. But it just seemed all fall into place for us in the world going Midlands.
2: Yeah, and like when you look at the, the quality of the field, you know, like there was whatever. Like it's a long time since that. You know, the first Mark Two was in like twenty odd, and then you know you had David Boogie, yourselves. You know, uh, uh, you know the what you call them, Egg. All those guys. Like an, an entry that you'd have been happy to go and watch an international event. Never mind a round of the national championship. Like does does that make you sort of? Now you're pulling on the belts, going out to the first stage. You know, is that mind? Are you going there with that mindset? You have to be on it right from the word go. Uh, maybe Mark, you'll take that one first. Oh uh, looking looking at the
8: entry when I seen it, I thought there'd be only about four of us there. And uh, I I seen the entry, then somebody texted me, and I went, "Jesus Christ, almighty, I think I might just stay at home." <laughs> um, well it was, was nerve wracking. Hey. Even going up, even going to the first stage, I was wondering, you know, maybe, maybe Galway, maybe the boys weren't on a pace in Galway, and maybe the maybe the weather kind of suited me better, and uh, it uh, it was kind of a hard, it was kind of a hard, it was like, where are you going to end up? Are you going to end up on fourth, fifth, sixth, or seventh? So you, you know, you could, I could have ended up anywhere, mm-hmm. um, but uh, no, it was it was kind of that's why I was a wee bit. I was a wee bit, uh, I was a wee bit nervous going on to the first stage, just with a new the navigator dog. and everything. You know that was kind of the problem. What's
6: that? Leave the dogs' ties alone, will you?
8: <laughs> I'm after. I had the ball in my hand. And I was squeezing it.
2: <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. And Gary, same to yourself. You know, like that. You know, is there a difference in the pace in the, the international rallies in than normally is not the national rallies?
6: No, generally not. Well, everyone probably builds up to Donegal. That's what everyone talks about building up to. Yeah. But the way it's gone now, I think every rally has that pace. Like, it's sort of nearly trying to perfect every corner. Like, some of the boys had said to me, it's there like racetrack perfection on a stage. That's what everyone's aiming for now. So it happens anywhere you go in the country, and it'll be the same in West Cork next weekend. It'll be just out of the bat who's the quickest. But you have a long, long distance to try and do it on, you have an extra day. And I must compliment Midlands Motor Club because that was a savage, very well run event and it's the most organized event I have been at in a long time.
2: I cause like I was chatting to other competitors and every stage ran on time, you know, and I don't think there was a stage lost the whole day. Like that says a whole, whole lot for the, the you know, the, the organizers of the event.
6: Yeah, they've done a mighty, a mighty job. Arrows organization, time, service was good. Not big road mileage. Everton organized. You're out. You had much time in between stages. You're back in. We got a good long. Got an hour service each time we come back in. Time to relax before you go again. I just thought it was very well run. Yeah, and I'm sure Mark, you
0: would
8: you would like that up as well. Oh, definitely. I I I thought going out to the stages like we we were probably rolling up. At some of the stages, and it was like where where the belts was on, you were you were away, straight away, and it's and it's a nice thing to happen that there, you know, it gets the nerves out of you. But uh, no, it was well run. Hey, uh, everything went kind of smooth, and it? it was it was a it was a well run rally now.
2: Mm-hmm. And you know, and uh, like with the the dry conditions got like, Dusty in the morning, and then it turned damp. Like is that, you know, probably. You have to be well on your game because you have to have the dry set up. And do you change the car at all when the rain comes down, or the do just is it just to change your tires, or is there a change of mindset as well? No, I, <clears throat> why well, I had a I had a real
8: problem because we we went out with the same tires we had on the, the last lap with them with the softs and the mediums, and uh, they're brand new tires and they're only four k to the start of the stage and There was no I couldn't I couldn't get no scrub on them at all. So. Uh, I did I did I got underneath the car and I was fucking soaking getting back into her and I changed the settings on her I put her back down soft there about four or five maybe three or four clicks on the front and the back uh, I knew it still wasn't going to help me with the, with the tires like but, uh, it was you couldn't have just you couldn't have just jumped onto a super soft or something all round or a soft a super soft and a soft it's you, you could have lost you could have lost the rally like we didn't know we only knew it was raining on the first stage we didn't know it was going to be
2: wet on the second or the third like. mm-hmm. yeah and Mark or Gary I suppose it's the same for yourself but it's so difficult to pick a tire in those conditions
6: yeah well I was planning on going the harder and then I got warned that there was a bit of rain out there so I went the same choice as Matt so I wasn't really bothered what everyone else done once. Our two tyre choices were similar enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was all the play for, you know, that sort of way Where the The preferred choice would have been like uh, a super soft front and a soft rear rather than the soft and medium. Uh, the pace would have jumped a lot more if you had the right tyre. It was just sort of managing your grip level until you could get the heat in. Uh, so it's like two or three kilometres on braking and stuff, and even corners speed your car could snap. But then you were trying to soften off your car to... To help, help with that, but on the harder tyre, for you know, you're talking about eight or ten degrees, and the abuse it was getting with the speed and the dry, you, you can't expect that to work in a soaking wet road either. Like,
2: yeah, I, I, I you know, and the, 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 the weird thing about Sunday, there was section of the stage wet and there was parts of it dry, like, so it was it really brought tyre management into play, didn't it?
6: Yeah, yeah, a lot of it, even in the wet there. In the dry, you can come down from flat out nearly to the one board and stand up on the car. You do that in the wet, on a harder tyre, you're just going to be a passenger. So you have to use nearly more of your engine brake and gearbox brake, brake earlier. But then when it was dry, if it was wet, wrecky, there wasn't that many shiny spots, but there was a lot of slippy spots in the rubber from the dry road as well. So that left it. You come down, this time you brake too early. The next time you brake at the same point, and you're braking too late. So it's just hard to get a balance I've going off,
9: yeah,
2: and like Mark, this is probably where the likes of Gary has the a bit of an advantage on you. The amount of like rallies he's out doing, like you've limited, you know, you're you only doing maybe four or five events a year. For the likes of Gary, doing a few more. Like he's more used to the changeable conditions. Do you do you feel that's like a disadvantage to you, or do you, you don't mind that really? No, I
8: I don't mind that. No, that that comes with knowledge, really. Like <coughs> yeah. You know exactly what you what what you want in the car whenever you see the roads, but it's hard it's hard to do that in service. It's hard to change it's hard to change your hard to change your tire. Like it's it is a good call, if, uh, but then it could be an absolutely disaster of a call. Like, but uh, no, I don't feel like I'm am at a disadvantage at all. Even you're only out a couple of rallies, we still we still know I still know what way the car should be uh, on every. On a wet stage and a dry stage, I, I know myself. I, I do my own settings, and I just I don't say nothing to nobody. So no, it's not a it's not a disadvantage. No, even you're out a lot. Like if you don't know your own car, well, uh, it's it's neither here nor there. Like if you you're not going to be on a pace, so
2: you need to know your car before you're out there. So, yeah. and like from a like you know, and a bystander's point of view, like uh, I know Egg hadn't been out since Donegal last year. But like him, you know, there in the last loop of stages, I think he was third quickest overall. Like once he gets the, the few miles in below the belt, he's going to be a force to be reckoned with again, isn't he?
8: I well listen, I don't really I don't really take the Darians under consideration at all. Like we're in a different that's a different class, like it's it's nearly a different class to us. So um Kevin was out in, Kevin, we haven't been out in Donegal, so like the last time I was out was Donegal, so Kevin wasn't out in Donegal. So it's the same thing for him. Me going to Galway and him coming to Burr. Um, that's not an any disadvantage at all. Like you, you can't uh, you can't play that card every day. <laughs> you, know, you, you just you just have to go out and try and try and do your best. But no, it's, the, the Darien's a different card. Like we're not going to beat the Darien. Should have been beating me and me and uh, Gary hands down there on Sunday. Uh, I thought it would, have been a way, it would have been clear a couple of minutes on it, but
2: uh, I don't know what happened there. No. And Gary, from your point of view, like um, I know uh, Kevin supplies your engines and all. Were you surprised by his pace at the weekend? No, Kevin's a very smart boy. Like he, he's
6: just out to warm up for Donegal. He'd be playing, playing with us. Like mm-hmm. we'd sit there, and when he gets the grip, in when he gets going and gets warmed up. Like, no matter, I think, if we do a rally, if I have nearly, like, a perfect rally on Donegal, three perfect days, I still think Kevin will be, like, two minutes up the road further. He he comes out, he's smart, he generally doesn't put a mark on it, and he beds himself in, gets back up the pace. You'll see him, just say if he does two more events before Donegal, you'll see where his pace is at. Mm-hmm. Like, it is hard to care the catch, they have the engine sitting across the back, better traction, lighter, better aerodynamics. Uh, but look, at our cars can't compete. Not, to me, they're not the same, but the boys are driving them very well, like between him and James Stafford.
2: Guys can drive. Uh, you can't take it away, the guys can steer. And, like the, you know, we're just looking at Modified now in general. Like every event now, there's something else coming up to, you know, stepping up to the plate. You know, uh, the Richard Muffet there towards the end of the last year and the start of Mark this year is just, you know, it, it showed signs of it in Donegal last year. Every event, there's an, an, another new name at the top of the timesheets. Gary, it must be fantastic just every event you go to to, to, to look, at, look around you and there's 10, 12 guys there that's all going to be capable of winning the rally.
6: Yeah, but them boys, or them boys you were talking about are always fast drivers. Because the problem was more so they couldn't piece it together. They couldn't put all the the puzzle together. A lot of them are getting that now. They're getting very consistent stage on stage, rally by rally, and that'll just bring the pace on up more. Mm-hmm. And the more the merrier. The more it comes into it, the, the race is better, better for the crowds to see. And it makes it more enjoyable. If you have more in a race or the pace is hot and you lose a bit of time and you fall from just, say, the top race for the back, that there's still the race the whole way back up, that you've, you have to fight to get back up rather than, just you drop, you lose a minute and you're still maybe in second or third. That's no good for no one. If you lose a minute and you're back to fifth or sixth, that you have to fight your way back up, it makes it more enjoyable for everyone. Mm-hmm.
2: And Mark, from your point of view, like I like, think does that lift your game too, Like every second points? Oh Jesus. Hey, it's like this here, hey.
8: You 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 can't even go into <laughs> the you can't even go to a junction and overshoot anyway at all. You can't put the back wheel into a into uh, the middle of the grass, say in the middle of the road, you can't you can't do nothing. You can't uh, leave your brake in too too uh, early. You're gonna you're gonna lose them a couple of seconds. It's just down to fine margins now. It's unbelievable. I don't even think I don't even think I touch the handbrake all weekend. Like you have to you have to play a very very smart game now. Uh, uh, we in the we wheel spinning the car coming out of a junction just could cost you. The you know that one one and a half or a half a second that you hear there mm-hmm. and a couple of them there through the stage, It's so fine of margins like as young Moffat was saying there that I in his interview like he was just blipping and wee small places like uh, didn't lose any wild time but he knew he was if he'd done that four or five times in the stage he was lost in you know four or five seconds so. You know, it's it's very very fine margins there now at the minute with, uh, on that kind of a pace and everybody's nearly on there. You know, they're not far away. Everybody, you know, mm-hmm. that seven or eight people, like even our Desi Keenan there. sure, Jesus, look at the age of Daisy. <laughs> I I thought I thought he was gonna drive the, the front of his car under the back of mine at the end of stage one he was, he was oh, well,
2: he said he got a sniff of your pint that's what pushed him on, you know. So I know <laughs> well, he's not funny yet either. Definitely not, definitely not. No. But, but Gary, like you know, that's you know, it is fantastic for us spectators on the ditches. Like the way you guys all push each other on and the way you wind each other up too, it's half the half it must be a great day's fun to be involved in all that.
6: Yeah, but that's part of it too. Uh, it's part of the slagging and winding. Who's going to win? Who's going to take what of what? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I had the laugh. I was chatting to Kevin Eves one of the days. And he says, yeah, door fives are great. But he says, you get queer bored watching them. He was watching the weekend. <laughs> Probably throwing him under the bus here now. But he <laughs> said the queer bored. the modified and hear the modified come. it's, he says, it's serious to watch. Like he hasn't watched it in a long time. And he said, it's class to watch like door fives. He says, bore you. Uh, uh, but he said the modified is the thing to watch. I don't know. I haven't watched the rally if I'm not doing it. I can't, I can't go and watch because I haven't had the patience to watch.
2: Wait, can, would you not go and watch a rally? No, no like, I know. No. I've chatted to chat with the other people, and they said they would hardly even go down to the end of the road to watch a rally. Isn't that mad? And yet, when there's a, a rally you to, in the middle, of it.
6: I'd go to service or something yeah. and That's be talking in round service rather because if you go to watch, you want to be there yourself, so you're not too bad at service
2: <laughs> yeah and, and Mark would you be the same like would you have any interest in going out and watching oh the I, no? I'm exactly the same
8: I uh you never see me at a rally unless I'm doing it <laughs> no don't want it I don't want to be out in the stages at all no no just
2: it's bad notions in your head
8: hi <laughs> Kevin Evers' name was just ringing the other day they said they were going down to Cork and I, and I, said, I said Jesus I, w- I would love to, he says it was great to watch there at the weekend, but he says I would love to go down, I said I would love to go down, but then I thought to myself, no, geez, that's right, I hate watching them. <laughs> no. you,
2: you would enjoy the party, but just not to just stand about. <laughs> aye, exactly, aye, go <laughs> for right the party. And, and then Gary, from your point of view, West Cork now coming up, not this weekend, but next weekend, um, do you feel confident that the pace is good now going into it?
6: Yeah, I'm feeling comfortable now in the car, which I wasn't in Galway. Uh, The confidence was probably at an all-time low at the back end of last year because everything started to seem to go wrong for me. But uh, uh, I was happy. I was happy with my pace there now, and I am comfortable in the car. So I'm looking really forward to racing the likes of maybe Jason Black, Conor Murphy, Kevin Eves. I'm not sure who else is in, but I know them 4 buys are definitely in. Maybe the two O'Callaghan's, Eddie and Christopher. So it's going to be a big pace there from the ward go on very, very, very fast stages. Probably, well, I don't want to insult Donegal, but probably one of the pick of the rallies of the year is West Cork. It's one of my favourite events. So-
2: yeah, they, they, they do seem to be real driver, st- driver stages down there. You know, everybody talks about Ring, our groom, and Groom. Like they are, you know, come, become classic stages in the White Championship in a very short space of time, really, haven't they?
6: Yeah, the speed. The speed is really high, and it's generally very abrasive.
3: If you can get the weather down there, it just makes a super, super event. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lovely listening to Mark and Gary there. And it's quite obvious the competition isn't just on the stages between the two of them. And uh, Gary was waxing lyrical about the West Cork stages. So really looking forward to following how they all get on down in West Cork in a a week or so. Um, International Women's Day this week. And there's been a whole series of events from various places uh, about women in motorsport. And as part of that, um, you caught up with Hannah Davison and Noelle Horan.
2: Yeah, like Hannah's originally from County Antrim uh, and she's over and competing across the water now and uh, living and competing across there and she celebrated her first one at the Snowman Rally at the weekend, you know, and like, I just thought we'd catch up with her to hear her story and then after that, then we go into Noel and uh, another great story there as well.
9: Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, it's um, a massive milestone for me as it would be for anyone um, and yeah, just still absolutely in cloud nine about it.
2: Absolutely, yeah. And like, you know, Growing up in Brissieen and you know the McCallum household, like anybody knows that John McCallum knows like how much of a rally man he is. Was rallying a big part of your life growing up then?
9: Yeah, definitely. I mean, more so in the garage um, <laughs> than anything. But um, yeah, I think the, the story goes that I was at my first rally, which I think was the Circuit of Ireland, um, when I was two weeks old um obviously I don't remember much about it but I think dad was just so excited to show off his daughter (laughs) that um went along to the the circuit of Ireland and yeah I mean I've always been out in the garage with my dad always been on events with him um always wanted to compete but never sort of plucked up the courage to ask anyone to take me out um but yeah spent many many weekends at, at rallies with Martin McCormick Desi, Henry, Molly, Taylor, all the list goes on and on. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that was obviously a fantastic background into what I'm doing now. Um, and as I say, I always wanted to compete. Um, and then when I met my husband, Josh, he he was a navigator. And, um, yeah, that's when I finally took the plunge and, and started competing. But, yeah, motorsport was definitely a massive, massive part of my my childhood. I did all the girly stuff as well. I, I did ballet from I was four until I was 18, um, I think that was Mum trying to persuade me not to go into motorsport, but it didn't really work. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, it's always been a massive, massive part of my life. Yeah.
2: And like bad enough, like you know, your dad out tinkering in the garage, like uh, Circuit Ireland, basically, you know, or the Ulster Rally, probably went going past your door.
9: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, what a I'd love if they would go back there. I'd love to do that stage. Um, we never seen it live because we were always in the service area at Antrim, but <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, it's just it, that was amazing. The few years that that one passed, basically our our front door. Yeah, that
2: was you know like uh, uh, Ernie Graham uh, broke down on that stage. You no, know, the last time the Circuit Ireland used it, and it was amazing. Like, he left a stones through across the, the road, and there he was, broke so down close. on his own stage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
9: they quite often the way, isn't it? Unfortunately.
2: Yeah. <laughs> So like you've been competing now for nine years, I think it is. Like what up to this weekend, what has been the highlights for you in those uh, those years?
9: Um, I think one of my biggest highlights and probably my biggest um break, I suppose, was um was going out to America and competing with Tom Williams. Um I after COVID, I set myself a list of things I wanted to do in rallying. Um Number one, compete in an R5 car, <laughs> um, go abroad, um, When an event was on there. when it, when an event was actually one well, of the le- last things left on the list. I'm going to have to add a few more to it now. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, going out there was just incredible. It was actually supposed to be my husband um, that was going with Tom. Um, but we realised not very long before the event that his passport had expired. And we couldn't get one in time. And um, Tom, bless him, tried and tried to get a really, really good navigator and no one was available at such short notice. And I said, well, I can do that. Um, <laughs> so off we went. And I ended up doing two events out there with him. Um, so we spent two weeks out there um, in August 21 and October 2021. And it was just amazing. Um, you know, some of the stages, are just, they're just so different, so yeah. fast. Um, and the Phil recce and all of it and learning Tom's nook system and everything like that it was just amazing such a good experience um and I think that really started me on the path to where I am now I came back from there Gordon Morrison got in touch and went Navigator for Otterburn went there came second overall and it just kind of followed Super on from there it's, it's a it's a funny one for co-drivers if you haven't there seems to be this thing if you haven't sat in an R five no one asks you to sit with them but if you have you do and it's like well how do you get to that point unless you get that break so mm-hmm. it's a bit of a tricky one but um but yeah really really grateful for the William the whole Williams family Um, they were honestly so supportive even up until last weekend David was one of the very first um people Tom's dad to message me and say congratulations and that means the world
2: yes that's lovely um, you know when people take their time to do that isn't it you know it's that, that's it
9: it was um it's incredible how many people are watching behind their computers at home and yes. you don't realize <laughs> but um but yeah so that that was massive for me um and I think the other thing is I just obviously with my husband competing there was quite a few events last year where we were running we were seated the car behind each other and we came first and second in class and I've got to compete with my um, best friends, GP of and, and Sarah Hunter and the Jim Clark and little things like that just honestly mean the world to me. I do it because I love it. And when you get to do it with your friends and family, it's it's just amazing.
7: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: that is now that You know, like especially, you know, having the, those shared experiences, like you might not be in the same car, but when you're so close together, it, it's yeah. almost as good as being in the car together, isn't it? You
9: That's it. And we always have that. a, yeah, we always have a bit of a competition for who's going who's gonna to beat who or who's going to do the fastest stage time and there's always a, a bit of rivalry and drivers get involved in it. It's really, it's amazing. It's really, really good. We're very, very lucky.
2: Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> and then, you know, like, because like Josh is competing as well, now. is there ever like a weekend that you can kind of step away from rally or is it like they're either prepping for a rally or going to a rally, it's, it must be full on all the time?
9: Yeah, there, I mean, there's always something going on, there's always a set of piece notes flying around, needing to be amended or whatever, but, but yeah, I mean, we are, last year was really busy, I did 22 events, and I think Josh did 20, um, obviously a lot of them crossed over when we were doing the same event, but yeah, it was really busy, but it just, it makes your weekends when you've got nothing on, or if we head away in the motorhome or whatever, it makes those those weekends even even more special, Um, because we are so busy in between times, but to be honest we wouldn't have it any other way we um the winter seemed quite long this year <laughs> so, <laughs> we were we were definitely ready for um for the raponian when it came around yeah
2: and not only do you compete nearly every weekend uh, you also work in uh, motorsport as well
9: yeah so I'm the operations manager at the forest experience rally school um Ross leach who's one of my best friends um he took me on street at University I co- drove for him for years still do when he does events um so yeah that's like my main thing but I'm self-employed which works really nicely with the co-driving so like the America situation I can do things last minute I can work anywhere anytime drop everything and go and, and just work on the go um I also do some scheduling and logistics and management kind of stuff for um Gary Pearson um so I did that last year for his BRC campaign and I'm doing the same this year and that's a really great team to be involved with um Really friendly with Gary, and we've just got on really well. Um, so yeah, I'm always kind of doing something to do with rallying.
2: <laughs> yeah, I can, I can imagine the, the breakfast table, you know, no, it's not just pass me the mug it'll be two left. <laughs>
9: <laughs> it's a running joke that I text Josh and tell him, um, what times tea's ready, tea's going to be ready, and he's not to be OTL as a standard one <laughs> <under> our house.
2: <laughs> I think, the one at the weekend, you know, like you, you said how special it was. Yeah, that's your first one. Like, Joe Armstrong, like, he's such a character. Like, he's been a mainstay of the Scottish Championship since, I don't know, God was a boy at this stage. But he still seems to get the same buzz and enjoyment out of as the first day he was competing. That must yeah. be fetches in the car, is it?
9: Yeah, totally. I mean, he said to me before the event, he said, now, Cami won with me on his first event with me, so no pressure. And I thought, oh, you know, there were so many... R fives and amazing cars um, entered into to the Snowman Rally, and I thought oh, I might be punched a little bit trying to trying to get that. And as the day went on, obviously we were up there, but um, Scott and Dan were, were running away with it, and fair play to them. Their times were just incredible, um, and we were absolutely gutted for them whenever they they retired, and wish them all the best for their recovery and hope to see them back out. But um, yeah, I mean going into the last stage, it was we were leading going into the last stage, but John Wink was quickly catching us and also Michael Binney was right up there as well. And we had an hour delay sitting at the start line of the last stage. So it was kind of like, oh, so we got out the results from the morning and analysed them and seen where everyone's times were in the morning. And yeah, we knew getting into that stage. Obviously, we had cold breaks, cold tyres. everything was sort of against us, but everyone was in the same boat. So we just had to take it for what it was. and we just managed the tyres over the first mile or two, got heat in some, the MRFs worked really well. um, And yeah, it, we got to the end of it and we knew that we'd done a really good stage. We were both really, really happy with it. Oh, if we hadn't a had won, we'd still have been happy because we knew we'd, we'd done the best we could. could yeah. Um. So yeah, so we got to the, obviously we were second car through. Um, so we still had to wait and John Wink come behind, and um, we got down to the passage control and blessed the marshals. They said, You've won, you've won. And I said, We pulled away from the passage control, and I said to John, I, I can't believe it until I see it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're still just <laughs> niggling the bite of your head. <laughs> yeah,
9: totally, until I see it in black and white. But um, we, we pulled down the road a bit and got out to take our helmets off, and even just the feeling of that last stage, because it was so good. Um, and we'd had such a great rally. I mean it was it was just brilliant. And um yeah, John Wink pulled in behind us and we just knew by their faces that it that it was true. And I think uh, I think Jock and I both had a tear in our eye on the way to the, <laughs> the So Different. It was really special.
2: Really, really special. And you weren't tempted to do a somersault or anything like that then as well?
9: No, <laughs> oh, I mean he tried to talk me into it, but I said Jock, I've got a rally to do next weekend. I can't be breaking any legs. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then, you know, this has been International Women's Week. Like, great, you won the rally. But also on the podium, one of your good friends, Claire Mole as well.
9: Yeah, amazing. I mean, isn't I mean Gosh, the, the career that Claire has had, I could only dream of doing half of what she has done. She's an incredible co-driver, and um, yeah, it was it was so lovely to to share it with Claire, and especially being a a Borders woman as well. Um, and yeah, it was just lovely. It made it all the more special to be up there with her, and the you know the the history and knowledge and everything that Claire has is just incredible.
2: Yeah, and she seems to be so approachable. Like you know, you know, there's no question that it's a silly question. She's there and more than helpful with everybody.
9: Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's uh, I haven't actually competed in the SRC before, um, so I mean, everyone's just so friendly and so lovely, and you know, of course, Claire's willing to help at any time, even though everyone's in such close competition, everyone, Claire, Neil Shanks, you know, everyone, Patrick Walsh, everyone involved is just willing to help where they can and we all want to see each other do well. Yeah,
2: that, you know, and that, that is the great thing about rallying, you know, but like, you know, the, the International Women's Week, like, you know, it's right and it's such a good thing to celebrate this because, you know, the likes of yourself here in, at home, you know, with Avery Rafferty in, in the driver's mm-hmm. seat, and the amount of uh, ladies that's uh, involved in the organisations of events, you know, it, it can't be understated enough that without all that support, would be in a far worse place than it is now.
9: Oh, that's exactly it. I mean, it's just, even I've noticed a massive difference, even, even since I started nine years ago, with the amount of um, women competing, involved, you know, it's just brilliant, you know, you never go to a, start line or arrival control, but there isn't a marshal there who's female and that's it's just brilliant. Yeah. Um and you know the young co-drivers up and coming, Emily Easton Page is incredibly supportive. Um and we help each other out and she's just brilliant and you know there's there's loads of us and it really is fantastic that everyone's getting getting involved and everyone I think the big thing is feeling that everyone's approachable and you can yeah. learn something from everyone no matter where they're at in the sport.
2: Yeah, and like that's you know the one great thing about Raleigh, like it doesn't make a difference. You know, it doesn't matter, you know, who you are or what you are, you're you know, as long as you're there and willing to listen and willing to learn, you'll be accepted. And you know, you might be a marshal, you might be a co-driver, you might be an organizer. There's a there's a place for everybody.
9: That's it. That's it. And I mean without the, the countless hours of volunteers, marshals, organizers into these events we wouldn't be able to do them and you know credit to them especially I mean Crutchback and Milson this weekend goodness knows what weather we're going to face yeah. Um and those marshals those organisers will be standing out there come like snow hail whatever they'll be yeah. there and uh, you know it's just we're, we're forever indebted to them really.
2: Yeah, I think there's probably ones out there as we speak, you know, driving posts into the ground, you know, like this is the, yeah. the crazy thing that, you know, we don't see all that. And, you know, even after the event going down and you know and stripping the stages down, all those things that us as spectators and you as competitors don't see the, that whole dedication either.
9: Yeah, that's it. Definitely. I mean, um, always try and remember and say thank you because um yeah, we, we would be nowhere without them. Definitely yeah.
2: not. So now you've got the taste of victory, like where's the plan next? Or you know, would you like to continue in the Scottish Championship with Job and then and then what other things is in the pipeline?
9: Yeah, so um, I think I told Cami I'd keep a seat warm for him for as long as he wants to. <laughs> it's definitely family and whatever. Um, so yeah, our entries in for the space side. Um, obviously, I'd love to do the championship with Job, We'll see where we go. Um, it just it felt really natural last weekend. We got on well. The notes worked well. Um, yeah, so it worked worked nice. So yeah, I'd, lo- I'd love to do the rest of the SRC. Um, I'm doing the um first round of the BRC this weekend with Gary Pearson. Um, that's just a one-off event. Um, Dan Barrett is co-driving from for him from the second round on. Um, but Dan can't do the first event, so I'm just stepping in on that. So, I've registered for the BRC. I would love to continue in the BRC as well. Um, and give that a shot because it's something I've never been involved with. Um, but yeah, we'll just see see what's out there, and then I. I do love uh, a run through the forest and a historic mark too. So we'll see what happens towards (laughs) the end of the year.
2: (laughs) So co-driver for hire, you know.
9: (laughs) Co-driver for hire, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Always. So, so yeah, and then um, Montana, uh, Gordon Morrison, he has got a mark to escort this year. So... That'll be exciting to see where he goes with that. There might be a trip to Ireland, who knows? Ooh, yeah. Um, but yeah, and I, I would love to come back home and do some events because I haven't I haven't done much at home at all. So mm. I would love to come back um, come back to, to Ireland and compete.
7: i uh, very fortunate to be a member of the Motorport Ireland uh, Women's Commission. So it's women in motorsport something I'm really passionate about. So I was thrilled when the opportunity for that came up. So as you rightly said, this week is Women in Sport Week in Ireland. And the big event of that is International Women's Day, which is on the 8th of March. So there's loads of events up and down the country for different sports and stuff. And we are having a webinar, which will be very exciting. So we're delighted to do something like a webinar because it means that people from all around the country can join us. And snow no traveling or around, and we have some really good guests on who we'll be chatting to. So we're we're really looking forward to celebrating with other like-minded individuals, men and women. Everybody is welcome. But so, we're yeah. Really looking forward, and
2: that, that's going out on Wednesday. So, like, unfortunately, this will probably not be going out but, to yeah. Thursday, but you know, yes, yes, yes. but uh, it'll be available afterwards as well. Will it be recorded and be out again afterwards?
7: Yeah, we have to, we're just double checking about that. So, hopefully, something will be, but we just have a few things just to iron out. So, Perfect. definitely, if people can get it live, it will be better. But, um, hopefully, even going down the line, we're hoping it will be the first of a series. So, we're talking to mainly competitors this time, but it is something that we'd love to do going forward. So, hopefully, it'll all work out well for
2: us yeah and like yeah. this you know as well as happening there this is happening around the world we see dirt is Absolutely. you know putting a big push on it this year like they're having a, a uh some great initiatives
7: yeah they're having a full month of it, which is amazing i saw michelle Mouton did a, a great video for them and one of our own e athlete has gotten a great article there during the week profiling the bits and pieces she's done in her in her career so far so it's really great to see like that we're for taking, taking social
2: media by storm. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, like, it's great to celebrate women, and, like, and Ireland is uh, once again leading the way. Uh, You know, we think of Aoife, like, you know, the amount of co drivers here that's female, and never mind, you know, the, all that's involved in the organization of events. Like, Aoife, the, the, you know, has been a sensation, really, since she's got involved in Rallying.
7: Absolutely, and like in fairness, the Rally Academy are behind their crews hundred percent, like so they're getting great support, which is great to see because you have Grace and you have Sarah as well, like so it's really great to see, and I'm sure they're they're ready and willing to accept other people down the line too because they're they're a real friendly bunch, like which is really great to see.
2: Yeah, we like, uh, you know, we, uh, you know, we're, we're probably sick. People are probably sick listening to his talk beating on about the the motorsport rally academy. Like, it, yeah, it, ha- it has lifted the whole profile of Irish rallying, oh, and as it's you say, it's, uh, it's a very welcoming committee, our, uh, academy. It, uh, you know, it seems to be regardless of your uh, conditions, I suppose. It's bringing everybody in and elevating everybody, and that's drip freedom right through the whole field then as well.
7: Absolutely, because then you have the J1000s as well, which yeah. is just an amazing thing, lot. Like, you know, yeah. like you see them at the, we were down in Clarity Forest doing 00, and like you see them in walking around Service Park, and they're, they're so tiny, like, yeah. and they're, but they're just class to watch on the stages, yeah. really, really great initiatives coming down the line.
2: Yeah, and like we've mentioned this before, the of Cl- uh, Forestry, the night before they had the ceremonial start. And the Junior 1000 guys were front and centre of it. Like, that, yep. what a lift that's going to give them young guys and girls.
7: Like At such a young age to be like so involved in the sport, fair play to them. And the navigators that sit with them, mm-hmm. really great people like, so fair play to them for taking the time as well.
2: Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And then, you know, the number of co-drivers, you, you know, you like to co-drive yourself as well.
7: Yes, yeah, I'm very lucky to um get to co-drive with my dad, Pat. We've uh, done a lot of events together, so I've been doing it since I was 17. Um, he dad would have been autocrossing predominantly, so took a break for a few years, and then bought uh, like a lot of people bought a rally car, and uh, we've been doing it. Oh God, what the bones of like 15 or 16 years now. Uh, we started. We did a double O for our local event, and then the following year we did our first international event, which was the Eiffel rally in Germany in a Fiat 121 Arts. So we're the first Irish crew to do that, which is very cool. And um, since then, we've just been so fortunate to be going to so many cool places. Like he dad gets invited because he has some kind of nice cars, and I'm so lucky that I get to go along with him. And like I cherish it. Like we knock great crack out of it like. so it's such good fun to be going off on adventures together.
2: Yeah, like you know, getting you know to spend that you know father or uh, father or daughter time together, you know that's fantastic. But the events you're going to, you must look around and almost pinch yourself. The cars, the people—you yeah. know—it's uh, the the legends, you know, both four wheel drive and humans as well, you know.
7: Oh, absolutely! Like we, um, we were very lucky to get. Uh, well, Dad was very lucky to get invited to um, celebrate fifty years of the WRC at Rally de Portugal, and of course, I got to go. Nobody else is getting a chance to go. I would definitely. <laughs> going. And um, we got treated live royalty for the weekend. We were so blessed. Like we, um, got to do all the super specials. We got to go to the gala dinner. So there was all from Tipperary. And 19 world champions like sitting in the same room. And like you said, you're looking and you're like, this isn't real. Like. You know, like here's us all sitting, having our dinner together. And yeah. just it's insane. Like and the cars uh, as well, fantastic. Like, and they're so passionate, uh, like that you can go up and ask them and talk them about different things and God, I really like your care. Tell us about this. And it's just it's really great sense of camaraderie, like anywhere you go. Yeah, like that's what we
2: forget. You know, all these people involved. They're petrol heads, you know, they're the same as the rest of us at the end of it all. You know, they they love rallying and that's, you know, how they got involved. Yeah. That's why they're where they are, you know. They so. have the passion and that
7: yeah. just goes across every country. Like, it doesn't matter where
2: you are, the passion is there. Right. And, the, you know, rallying is an international language as well. You know, like we, we might not speak the same language, but we know the same terms. We, we know we, yeah. can, we, can, we, can, we can communicate through noises. Well, there's a <laughs> conversation that we've had and
7: then we don't know the language that that person is speaking. They don't know, but everyone is
2: it's really yeah. the end of it. Yeah, yeah. It, it, you know it is mad. Like it, it's you know it's worldwide. It's 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 you know it's community. It's it, it's got such a huge reach, really, hasn't it?
7: it really, really has. Like it, and it brings people together. Like there's so many people that I've met that I would never have met through motorsport. Like, and I think that's something that doesn't get said enough. Like that, like even on Sunday we were up in Midland stages. Like, and you meet people that you wouldn't normally meet because you're doing a different role like and mm-hmm. then you create friendships like that like and then you know them at the next event and you know it's just it's a really great sense of friendship from going to different places yeah
2: i could like you know the, the, the you know that whole community the background community that people don't see on the stages like that yeah. you know the, behind every rally there's an office sitting full of people and that is that's as fatal as car one on the stage that, that you know they all be. make the things happen
7: yeah and then you people out on the stages as well yeah. because without them we wouldn't be having stages so mm-hmm. Really, really great community of people.
2: Yeah. And, you know, uh, you know, going back to the, the, the woman in motorsport, it doesn't matter whether you're male, female, like you can pull on a bib, you can pull on a pair of overalls, you can get a clipboard, whatever. There's a role there for everybody.
7: Yeah. And there's so much training kind of going on now recently enough that you can, if you're not sure about a role, you can, there's training you can sign up for. Or like the great thing that I find is if you have a question, there's always someone to ask and they'll be delighted to, to answer it for you. You know, mm-hmm. like we have a great club and there's so much knowledge in it and you go, God, I wonder what about this, like, and you'd find someone to ask and they go through it all with you, great patience, nobody would mind any question you ask, which is is really good, especially when you're a bit of a nerd like me, who (laughs) always
2: has a lot of questions. And and, again, we all know how good the competition is on the stages, but the fact that they were, you know, world renowned for what's going on behind the stages, that's that's brilliant as well too, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. unbelievable. Really,
7: Mm -hmm. really good. Really, really. Yeah. And then I've
2: also been told you're getting married this year.
7: Yes, getting married, yeah, to a, a man who's also Durallian. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of chat there in our household most weekends. So it's good, good to have yeah. a shared interests.
2: Yeah, and like most other brides, the week before the, the wedding would be, would be going for their final fitting dress. What are you doing the week before the rally? Um,
7: myself and dad have actually entered the Eiffel Rally in Germany the week before the wedding. So, as he said, if it's not done the week before the wedding, sure, there's no point in worrying about it. So, we're We're taking it as it comes. So, yeah. it should be a bit of fun. Last event of a single woman,
2: you know. <laughs> and like, yeah. you can really tie it in with your hen party and the whole lot. Yeah, of
7: exactly. <laughs> I'll get a sack.
2: but you know that Eiffel Rally has become you know an iconic event as well too uh like again the cars the lineup and it it attracts cars that might never be seen at any other event throughout the year you know (laughs)
7: Like the first time we did it, it was um in 2008 and it was a round of the German National Championship. So they had a main field of like, well, maybe like a hundred cars. And at that time, they were rallying all those like Porsche GT3s and stuff. And you'd be passing them on the road section. Oh, my God. What is that? And there was maybe about 65 of us, I think. So we took over like the town centre and they had the main field out in, like an airport, kind of like a way out of town, you know. <laughs> and um, it just, it got so popular that eventually it was able to become its own event. So like there's a, I think they got 101 entries in like 24 hours from oh, like something like a massive amount of countries. So I think there's generally an, in about 150 entries. Um, So you'll have a couple of night stages and there'll be, what maybe, they, they tend not to do too many stages on the Saturdays because it plays a big emphasis on having a long service so anyone who's expecting come back in walk around have a look at the cars and then make it back out again to the afternoon stages which is which is a nice yeah. thing too like nice mm-hmm. thing to be able to get to see everything Like,
2: yeah and then you know yourself and your dad you saw some very cool cars that you just can dip in the, the garage too to take to these events as well
7: oh well, well i can't take any credit for them they're all done <laughs> it's hard work but yeah we have have sat in some some very nice things to be fair like yeah so we like we we generally do a lot in the one through one of ours which is really cool and um then we've done a bit in uh, an Audi Quattro it's in like Mouton colours which is very exciting Mm -hmm. um and he has a an 037 Evo 2 which is which is nice as well like you know Mm -hmm. very nice care to look at
2: yeah. And it, it, it got rid of the best one of the lot, it got rid of the ladder. I don't understand. <laughs> favourite yeah,
7: yeah. We actually, I was trying to remember the last event we did in because then I was thinking West Cork is coming up, and we definitely were down in West Cork a couple times because they a really nice. Picture from so you know, that that the the in Ring Village, you know, the one the that everyone gets a picture of, yes, yeah. I can't I the name escapes so you now, like yeah. but yeah, we I'll never forget my first spin in that. Um, I'd never been in a, a car with a dog box before, oh, yeah. and like changing gear go down the road, and I was like, this, this is broken, you know. <laughs> and we we had no headsets at the time, and uh, it was yeah, it was a it was fun on the road section. So we talking to each other, like to you know, but you know, yeah, a bit of fun at the same
3: time. And then coming up this weekend in Portugal is Rally FAF, uh, first round of the Portuguese Championship, and also round of the ERC, and a surprise entry uh, with John Armstrong um through M Sport Poland. Yeah, he's out right in the the Rally Three car, you know, so. Like I caught up with John, just, you know, he didn't know what he was
2: doing this year, so he, he wasn't going to turn down this opportunity. But again, we'll hear from Joe.
5: Really delighted to get the opportunity to um, come back out and get behind the wheel again. Uh, you know, I wasn't too sure what, what I'd be doing this year, but this is a nice opportunity to go and compete with Sport Poland in the first round of the European Championship with the Rally 3 Fiesta. And um, yeah, it's... Uh, there's not too many uh, Rally 3 cards in the Rally, but um, you know we'll be looking to try and get a good feeling with the car and see what sort of times we can punch in. Uh, because we done done uh, Azores last year with M Sport Poland and we had some good stage times. Um, it's hard to know if the conditions will be similar or if we're going to be able to put in similar times or not, but um, we're definitely going to give it a go and, and see what we can do. Yeah, I think, you know,
2: the one good thing, well, there's a lot of good things, but the, the thing is, there's a car you're familiar with as well. It's not that you're stepping into something that you have never driven before. So the, that has to give you good confidence as well.
5: Yeah, definitely. Um, funny enough, it's probably one of the cars I've, I've driven the most now. I've been lucky to do some of the uh, the development um, work with Emsford Poland, being the driver and, and working with the engineers and the team on their their actual development test, which has been a new new thing for me to do. And I've really enjoyed it. So that's been on uh, tarmac and gravel. So for sure, I've done quite a bit of kilometres in the car. Whenever you pair that with the rallies I have done last year too in uh, junior WRC. So um, from that point of view, it's, it's really interesting for me because I've been um, helping develop some parts of the, the car that, are going to make it faster and um i'm not entirely sure what parts we're going to be able to use in uh in faffy but um i know for sure we'll be trying some things that we've learned during the the tests and um that's something that's been really interesting for me to be a part of as well so yeah um i'm looking forward to it uh hopefully we can be really comfortable with the the car and the stages and everything and, and have a really good push um but for sure it's 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 just nice to be part of that sort of setup you know it's um it's what every every driver dreams of doing is to be part of a professional team that are you know doing development and that you're getting you know you feel like you're getting the best that you can um and it's just up to up to you and the co-driver to to do a good job and um enjoy it then too
2: yeah, it must be great that your input is, is making the car better. Like that must be every driver's dream. You know, everybody's out there, you know, searching for that elusive tenth of a second or, you know, that thing that will make them that wee fraction quicker. And the, the, the fact that you're out there helping to make that happen, that's lovely to be part of that.
5: Yeah, definitely. You know, um, there's there's been quite a few drivers involved in developing the Rally 3. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's been real, a real pleasure to be involved in that, to just see the process. Um, you know, you, you end up doing quite a few miles on those test days um, and you try a, a big variety of things, uh, which is quite cool. You know, it's it's um, it's just sometimes you're just driving to do mileage on parts so or you're trying to compare maybe two different gearbox ratios between each other and seeing where they're better in one um, part of the stage and compared to another so for sure it's been really cool to be part of and you know um uh there's been other drivers like William and and Max McRae that have been involved in that too and um I've been on a test uh with with Max and uh yeah it's been interesting even just you know sitting in with other drivers in the car too and seeing what their input is but from what from what I know the team um, value my input, and I think it's it's really good. And um, they've been able to take that and make the car better. So for sure, that, that gives me um pleasure and confidence. And you know, you have to take satisfaction that you can do a good job on on that sort of a- um area as well. Because yeah, the the best drivers in the world, like Sebastian Ogier or Sebastian Loeb or uh, any world champion, they've always been. Um, good at being able to set up a car or, or make it work for them too. So, so yeah, it's it's nice to be part of, and uh, hopefully it continues um, this year. Uh, yeah. It'd be nice to to do some more tests.
2: Yeah, because like definitely just touching on talking, you said there, you know that the, the, the best drivers was always the guys that could you know step into a car and help to develop. But you know there is some drivers yes can jump, jump into a car and drive around things, but over the course of the season, I think it's the guys that can. Adapt the car to make it work for them. Uh, you know, at the end of the season, normally comes away with the the silverware, isn't it?
5: Yeah, definitely. You know, rally is such a dynamic sport, and you you know each rally is different, and even one stage to another stage in the same event can be totally different characteristics. So um you do have to think on your feet and be able to have a bit of knowledge of if something doesn't feel quite right uh between a loop of services then you know you, you need to be able to go and make that change yourself and um you know it's, it's just it's part and parcel of being a, a rally driver nowadays is that you have to uh you have to be able to know a basic understanding of what the car is doing and how a setup change will make it uh handle different and yeah it's a it's a really important part and that's why some drivers are successful. Is maybe not that their their outright speed is is the best, but they can also think their way around a rally and, and make the car work for them too, for, for sure. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's not something I was maybe always good at. I think I I <laughs> thought probably fell into the um be able to drive a, a wheelbarrow fast sort of category. Mm-hmm. But um, I've seen you know how much of a difference it can make um just by even in the, in the last two years just starting to change stuff between stages um, just to try and get more speed. I've really found that it makes a big difference. So something that i become more and more interested in because um, if the car's not working, it doesn't matter how hard you're pushing, you're, just, you're not going to be able to get the times. You know, If you've mm-hmm. got a lack of traction or stability or something, then you're just not going to be able to put in the times. So it's definitely a part of the sport that Lot many people probably overlook is is getting the car to work for you,
2: and the, and it's having that confidence to know that if I change, you know, two clicks in the rear or whatever, that that will make a difference. You know, it's not thinking, oh, will I try this or will I not try it. It's having the confidence and just doing it, and because you know it will make a difference. That that's yeah. a huge part of the thing as well, isn't it?
5: Yeah, don't get me wrong. I've got it wrong sometimes, <laughs> and it's made the car worse. But <laughs> um, you know sometimes you just have to roll the dice and um i guess if you're scratching your head sometimes that's the way that you can find a bit of extra pace so yeah you just have to be willing to you have to be willing to give it a go and and just know that it's the only way to really improve too but for sure in rallying there's so many different elements to it to the equation whenever it comes to the the output of your speed so uh, you know, setup isn't everything, but yeah, uh, it can make a big part of it. And you, you just need everything to really click in order to get those stage times. And when it does click, you know, you, you'll you hear many drivers say that it feels effortless. And that's the the ultimate feeling, but it's it's always quite hard to to achieve too.
2: Yeah, it's, uh, it may not always be the ultimate, but it's getting as close to you, getting as close to ultimate as possible for you. I suppose that's what you're looking for all the time.
5: Yeah, and it's always going to be a compromise. You know, you're always going to have um, your car maybe set up so it's somewhere in the middle. It might be good for certain stages and uh, maybe not so good on others. But overall, you're looking for something that can work um, almost anywhere. But yeah, you can get you can go down the road of changing it for every stage. But uh, sometimes the the road sections are too tight and you don't have that opportunity. But um yeah uh, i think another big part is you know thinking out your tire strategy well um obviously you'll work with your engineers to do that but in in junior wrc um you know it's mostly up to the the driver and co-driver uh or if you have william a he might be able to give you (laughs) a bit of a recommendation too but um no you have to be able to you have to be able to, you know, think of what you want to do with the tires and come up with a strategy for that too. You know, if you've got two spares in the boot, when when you're going to put them on the car and um, when when you need to change them and get the, the most traction out of everything. So
8: it's
5: definitely a big part of the sport. And, uh, you know, for any young drivers, I definitely urge, urge them to, you know, get involved in that part of it more or as, as early as you can, you know, to start to understand, um. The strategy and setup and just all the other parts of the sport you know it's it's very important
2: yeah like i yeah driving is yeah you know like it is a huge part of the sport but it's not at all like it's all these other things that all come together to make stage times
5: yeah 100% you know you you just have to you have to turn every stone over and see where you can make a, a tent here and there and that's that's what the top boys are doing you know they're they're, they're putting everything that they've learned together and that's why they're faster. So mm. yeah, you have to, you just have to put in the work. And also there is an element that you just need to build up that experience too. And it takes a bit of time to gain to mm. that as well.
2: Yeah. I could, like, I was listening to, I can't even remember, it was like Juhal Kinknan like, in 98 or something. I was, like his uh, pace notes were basically left, right. <laughs> and, and it was so, so basic but it obviously worked for them back in the day. but like the way even pace notes has developed over the last 25 years too like like it's almost now become an art form you know a whole complete different art form from what it was before.
5: Yeah, it is you know you have to put in as much detail as you can without having uh, too much detail and I think um I I, I definitely I think someday I'll, I'll I'll write a book about my journey with pace notes because I've been around. I've been around the block and back, you know, I've done a full circle of just trying um different systems and different things. And you know, the, the main thing is that you just you understand what uh what the pace notes are and um you know it doesn't matter what you have in there, you could have squares and triangles and whatever, you know, uh horses or or dogs, yeah. you know, it doesn't <laughs> matter what you put in there, it's just as long as you, you understand it and on the co driver also has an understanding that's the main thing and uh yeah i think rallying is getting faster and faster it doesn't matter what class you're in the pace is always getting higher and higher so Mm -hmm. you have to try and not put too much detail in as well because that can also hold you back so but yeah for sure you have to work on um just finding the words that work for you in terms of a word that just describes something, but it could mean
3: yeah.
5: it could mean three things, but it's one word that describes those three things. Yeah. You know, it's it's short, it's finding a short uh mm-hmm. hand for it. So
8: mm-hmm.
5: yeah, it's a big part of the sport and it's being able to commit to those notes, um, yeah. you know, on a first pass, that's where the time is. And uh, you know, writing your notes is is a big part of that. Um I think in the UK and Ireland we have a, a bit of a Disadvantage that we're not able to write notes on on uh, gravel rallies um Mm -hmm. so i think we're on the back foot slightly with that and also the the roads that we drive on are are very narrow so whenever we go abroad um you know the likes of i don't know even spain for tarmac or finland for gravel the roads are so so wide so it's totally alien to the way that we maybe make our notes or see see the road so um but then we're very good on twisty and narrow stuff so maybe you know Uh, maybe it it levels itself out but for sure you just need something that's consistent and that you can go to any rally with and that you can drive to and and have a vision of what the road ahead of you is going to be and um, adjust your speed accordingly it doesn't doesn't have to be too complicated um but yeah, I've went around the block, so uh, <laughs> yeah, someday I, I'll make a podcast about
2: it. <laughs> I think I'm just I, thinking out loud, you know, you said they like going to Finland and, and the wide roads. Like, I, I can understand because you're so used to say, I don't know, five miles out and there's like, there's there's one track and that's it. You know, like, if you go to a wide road, you have to find the, the, the quickest line through each corner. It's not just that's the corner. There's there's various lengths to it. It's picking
5: the correct line then, is it? Yeah, that's it. And um, I think it depends what works for you, but then you can sort of the wider the road, I think the more you can get into um, sort of describing the speed and the the line that you need to take, um, mm-hmm. which does it that does work if you get into a good uh rhythm of doing that but yeah sometimes it can catch you out then if you've got something a bit wrong uh then you're gonna ha- you're gonna go off and I think that's happened to me a few times um just if you've got something not quite right in your pace notes but you're fully committed then that's when you're gonna go off you know but yeah. you have to be uh, fully committed to them to be able to set the time so yeah. it's
0: <laughs>
2: catch it's, gonna,
5: it's gonna bite you back at some point and then just hopefully you learn a lesson from it you know uh-huh. Um, but yeah, um, I can't remember what the question was. Anyway.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's, no, it's, sure. it's, it's, it's getting the, the 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 correct line on that wide road rather than yes. just a single yeah. track that you know you, there's only the yeah. the one line almost through it. Yeah, so yeah. Mm-hmm.
5: Well, I, I tell you how bad it's got. I, I've learned to listen to French and uh, Finnish pace notes. <laughs> That's how bad it's got. And I, you know what? That's actually taught me a lot. That just yeah. it's it's there's, there's so many different ways to do it, but, um,
0: uh-huh.
5: yeah, uh, every driver's different. Um, but it's good. I, I, I enjoy being able to listen to French sure. drivers and Finnish drivers now and have a, a rough idea of what the calls mean. I don't know every word, but I know, um, you know, the basic, uh, and direction and eye yeah. uh, and scale of the corners and, mm-hmm. um, other words for, you know, don't cut and line and short and stuff like that. So, yeah. um, but yeah, I just need to learn more of those languages. It would maybe suit me better, <laughs> maybe more useful.
2: <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. And like, well, I suppose we should get back to Fafi next uh, this weekend coming up. Uh, change a co-driver for you. Brian has stepped in to sitting with Josh McElain, Um but a very capable man stepping in beside you.
5: Yeah, I got Andrew um Brown coming in to fill fill the seat. Um as you said, Brian is doing the rally with Josh and uh I I hadn't really confirmed my entry until uh later on and um yeah, Brian had already uh accepted to go with Josh because uh John Rowan's getting married that weekend. So um so it's fine and uh you know I'm looking forward to to working with Andrew. I think he'll be a good man for the job and um, I like the way that he delivers the notes and also I think a big part of those events is being able to um, have someone that you you maybe know or that you know that you'll get along with and, um, you know, he, he fit, fitted that bill and... Uh, he also sat with William very so that's that's yeah. always a good sign you know it was you
2: know, uh, he, good enough for, Bitty, it's good that's, enough it. for
5: <laughs> that's it and Willie, Willie was said he was set on the the job of, of um you know finding suitable candidates so um and and Brian was was happy with Andrew too so yeah no it, it'll be a good week and um you know we've already um, talked over some of the pace notes and uh sent across some of the stages for the rally because we done three or four of them at Rally Portugal last year. So sent those across so that he can have a bit of look at, a look at them and then write them out in his own way and, uh, you know, read them off a of video as well, I think is what Andrew's going to do to sort of get him up to speed with with the way they work. Um, I definitely have some some weird... Uh, weird words in there you know so it's maybe not the easiest job for for a new co-driver but um they're they're essentially a six fastest system i went back to that last year um just so that it'd be easier for brian when when he jumped in i I knew if i was going to be changing around co-drivers it it wouldn't be so easy for someone to jump in with my old system which was like uh really difficult for them to understand because it was like had like 15s and 14s and all weird stuff in it so but i still have some weird things but not not as much so <laughs> i'm sure it, it, it'll be 100 um but no i'm looking forward to it i think it'll be it'll be good and uh we've got a, a pre-event test as well on the wednesday um so that you know by the end of that day we'll have a a good setup with the car and uh, me and andrew have a, a good understanding of each other and. Um, you know, uh as long as we communicate and, you know, say things that maybe we're not sure on or that we could maybe improve and just develop it over the week. Um, mm. I think we'll, we'll be a hundred percent. Excellent,
2: excellent. And like what a lineup of cars is going to be there. Isn't it thirty seven or five Rally Two cars? Uh like mega. It really is. Like- no,
5: it's me- it is it's mental. Um it's it is crazy. You know, it's 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 a really amazing entry list and there's so so many big names there too you know so many ex uh wrc drivers and uh you know uh, even in, drivers and everything yep so. that's it even you go into the 20s you know you've got proper quality drivers and you know 20 and 30th on the road um i know there's a qualifying stage but i'll mix it all up but yeah there's, there's a great entry list but it's good for me because okay i'm I'm not in the same classification of car, and it's hard to know. It's hard to know where you're gonna fit into that if you're in the same car. Never mind in a different category of car. So
7: uh-huh.
5: I don't really know where I'll where will be or what my times will be like. But you know, like I said, we want to get as close as we can and um, get get a good overall result. So uh, yeah, I don't know if I need to maybe uh, target a few drivers or you know have a couple of drivers to focus on to sort of compare my times against and the m4 mm-hmm. uh just to just to be in that natural sort of rally rhythm rather than just driving for the sake of it so uh-huh. so yeah we'll, we'll see but for sure i think it'll be a good event uh hopefully the weather's better than last year it yeah. was very 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 wet last mm-hmm. year and the stages just turned to mud i think basically so um. Yeah, they had snow in that region last weekend. Uh. So hopefully that's gone. That's gone. <laughs> that's gone and um, yeah, hopefully it'll be uh fairly consistent conditions. Although uh, you could argue that if the conditions are wet and more slippery, it'll be better for us and the the rally three car because we'll have um yeah smaller or not as wide of a a car. Wow. So it's more mm-hmm. more better in the technical sections maybe and also maybe better traction because we've less power as well so um we'll just have to see
2: yeah and like we can see how capable you know like wall creighton done uh the circuit and west cork last year here at home in the down rally and like you know he was on the, the 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 pace of the class 14 mark ii escorts and nipping at the heels of you know beating and nipping at the heels of some of the top uh rally five r2 men here you know so the, as a they are a very capable car aren't they
5: they are they definitely are and um you know like i said the, the development is going to continue on those cars mm-hmm. i think there's um there's a real desire for them to be a suitable uh not re- replacement but something that you know a driver can hop into and um learn four wheel drive and try to punch in some fast times and get some good overall results on rallies um so yeah you know whenever the Rally uh, 3 Renault comes out later this year. I think that will really accelerate the class in terms of how competitive it is. Uh, I think, you know, it's it's looking like a strong car, but also I know that for um, Poland are, are keen to develop the Fiesta even further and that there's, um, there's a facelift coming for it and uh, a bunch of other improvements. So, yeah, I think it's going to be... Um, exciting class to follow and uh this is just another stepping stone in, in that journey and i'm happy to be a part of it and i hope now that you know i can i can put on a, a good performance and, and show what they're capable of yeah and like you know we know how expensive a, a sport rallying is um i'm sure that
2: yeah, if anybody would like to help out john, john armstrong to get a few more events on the race belt you'd be more than happy to listen
5: yeah definitely you know it's um it is a tricky sport at the minute and so it's a difficult uh, time for everyone. But, you know, rallying is uh it's it's an amazing sport and you know we need we need drivers to be competing at the highest level and um you know certainly I still have that desire to to be in the WRC um and, and European championship, you know. Uh I know I can put in some good times, so for sure that's my aim and um, you know, it's uh you only have to look at what the the guys were doing um in Sweden and, and Monte Carlo uh that I was racing against in um, Junior WRC last year. You know they're they're right at the front of the field of WRC too. So I would like the opportunity to be able to see if I could yeah. if I could set some good times like those guys are. So for sure, um I'm really interested in in speaking to anyone that's, that's interested in in helping out and um. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll keep trying and keep fighting, and uh, yeah, hopefully we can do some more events um, the rest of the year. Yeah, because, like,
2: you know, the WRC2 and the ERC, now with a new promoter, it's getting so much more publicity, you know, it'll be, you know, if your name was not that car, you will be shown to, like, a, a worldwide audience, never mind local audience.
5: Yeah, definitely. I, I don't know exactly the numbers off the top of my head, but for sure, the, the top, um, WRC two crews—they're getting a lot of time on uh, WRC all live coverage, and now they've also got a dedicated highlights package, which has been extended. So I think it's a thirty-minute show, um, which is good to see. Uh, but yeah, ar- arguably the ERC is even better, you know, because um, whenever you're in that with a Rally two car, you're you are the the premier class and. You're going to be one of the stars, essentially. If you can be at the top, so um, their coverage is is essentially the same as WRC one in terms of the the onboard cameras and everything. So it is. It's it's brilliant that the sport keeps developing, and it needs to. Um, you know, the world has developed so much that there's uh, social media and all these other ways for um, brands to get their name out there, and you know, we we have to make sure that motorsport um is is there and that we've we've got enough to give back to sponsors to entice them to come in and, and get involved. Um, so yeah, it's 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 not easy, but for sure, mm-hmm. it's the most beautiful sport in the world as we know. It's just we need more people to know about it. That's for sure. So contact John Armstrong Rally Facebook Twitter. Instagram, you'll take anywhere they the
3: even send
2: a pension, you'll find it. <laughs> <laughs>
5: That's it. Yeah. I'll be looking to the window now.
3: Um yeah, great to hear from John and be very interesting now to see how he gets on, not only in competing in Rally Faf in the Rally Three car, but also the weather conditions are looking quite iffy. Um certainly there's been rain and, and plenty of mud on the stages, so it's gonna prove a tough challenge. That's for sure, that's for sure. Like i seen Paddy uh,
2: Brian had a thing up on Instagram, like uh, go, to, uh, go to Portugal for the sunshine and there's like a mud bath behind them, you know. So uh, this weekend coming up, we have the, the BRC starting the Malcolm Wall stages. And uh, we also have round two of the Northern Ireland Tarmac Challenge uh, at Bishops Court. You know, it's just been such a hectic week celebrating the few successes we've had here. Uh, we'll hopefully catch up with some of those competitors next weekend. again. One thing I suppose is jumping out at me from Bishop's Court, Desi Henry, and a And so that you know, be interested to see how Desi settles in there, you know. So uh, we're wishing all our competitors all the best luck in all the events across the weekend. So Connor, that's uh, episode season uh, episode seven of season two. Um, what can we say? Until the next time, take care, speak soon, and bye. <laughs>